0: good evening you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call earth welcome to off the wire i am your host the cajun libertarian aka noella Olin, and tonight on off the wire we have a very special guest mr spike cohen let's dive into it immediately right now on off the wire <laughs> Yes, indeed. Welcome back to Off The Wire with yours truly, your host, uh, the Cajun Libertarian, Noelle Olin. Really quick before we get started, and we are going to get started fast, and it's going to be heavy. Uh, Gap Armory. Gap Armory carries a wide variety of parts and accessories. Whether you're looking for uh, build kits for 3D printed firearms, optics, outstanding level for body armor, or anything in between, they have you covered. Gap Armory is libertarian owned and operated. They also accept, accept Bitcoin. Gap Armory has the gear that you need to bridge the gap in your defense preparedness. Get what you need today at gaparmory.com. That's gaparmory.com. G A P A R M O R Y.com. Gaparmory.com. And for the last sponsor of this specific, particular show, specific, particular, whichever word that you want to choose there, which I intermingled by accident. You can go to dsydo.com. D-S-Y-D-O is a libertarian-owned shirt company with designs intended to start a conversation. Use code, Uh I did it again, ha, code Cajun15, 15, 15 for 15% off your order at disto.com. Look, y'all, this is the best political T-shirt uh, it, it, or it, They have a wide variety of paraphernalia when it comes to liberty. Um, I'm just going to show you a couple here. Look at that safe and effective is now sudden and unexpected. So I'm sure you can derive from that or extrapolate from it, which you will. Also, dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery. So go check them out, D-Y-S-D-O dot com. Now, without further ado, let's get on. To our very special guest mr spike cohen spike how are you man
1: i'm doing good noel thanks for having me on i am uh i was enjoying the comments here uh where i guess we were a few minutes late and people were saying i now realize they're saying <laughs> he was on mississippi time but oh. they're putting they're putting ms time and everyone's like yeah haha ms time that means you're gonna be late and i'm like well, just because I have MS doesn't mean we're going to be that's why we're late, and then I realized <laughs> that they meant you because of... they, no, no, no,
0: no, They didn't mean me. They're all just ableist. You guys are just progressive, that's, it's ableism. Ableist, it's, listen, your race
1: MS doesn't make you late. I'm just naturally late, okay? Look, <laughs> I was late long before I had MS.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Um, anyway, wow. moving on. <laughs> I wanted to uh to break something to you, Spike. I, I shared okay. this on Wednesday on my uh, solo episode. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, and I actually didn't alert Spike to this, but I renamed the show Off the Wire. I'm yeah, trying I to rebrand. That. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Instead of the Cajun Libertarian show, I, I just feel like the Cajun Libertarian was pretty, you know, uh, juvenile. And it, I did not put a lot of thought into it. So in order to break new ceilings, I wanted to rebrand the show. And uh, some of that has potentially began to work so let me uh let me get some stats for you spike that i wanted to share with you specifically that i introduced to the audience on wednesday in april of 2020 i was asked to join a facebook live and talk about libertarianism which i had very little knowledge of okay so a year and a half ago you know i've had some great mentors specifically you and learning what this process was and i went through it uh I was asked after that one show, that live show, to continue to speak live on the internet specifically. I didn't know what a podcast was, which is pretty funny. And so then I started to do what is what we call this show right now, a podcast. Uh, This year, a couple of weeks ago, no, I'm sorry, last week, Anchor, which you turned me on to, Spike. I had no idea what Anchor was prior to that. Anchor.fm. If you don't know, y'all go to it. If you're a podcaster, please go visit it and figure out if that's the right spot. If you you. have a
1: podcast, use Anchor. Yes.
0: Correct. Absolutely. And Anchor shot me the first full year in review of the Cajun Libertarian slash Off the Wire podcast statistics. From January to December. I started last year. I had April to December. This year is the first year that I've gone from January to December with four reviews, barring a couple of weeks of breaks due to burnout. Uh, The podcast was streamed continuously in nine different countries. It was an 183% positivity rate when it comes to new followers. This podcast is now in the top 15% globally of the world's most followed podcasts. This podcast is now in the top 25% of the world's globally most shared podcasts. Uh, The reason that I wanted to brag about those stats with you on this show, Spike, is that you are now the... Easily uh, the most frequent guest that comes on this show. Mm-hmm. You are the most popular like when Michael Malice talks about Dave Smith being the most popular, frequented guest, you are that guest for me. You yep. have a major stake and you have a major uh influence into how this show has gotten so much success, so much so that the top two downloaded podcasts of the year of this program were both yours. So <laughs> Spike, thank you very much. Um, well, thank you. When I mean that, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, this is unprecedented territory. This is this is nothing that I would have ever could or have imagined to be even a possibility. And uh, and you're a major contributor to it. And a lot of people don't know. I I know you. You you don't brag about this a lot. I brag about it for you. You are a major influencer. You're a major mentor of me and libertarianism. Um, as a whole, and how much you do for this movement. I wholeheartedly, 100%, that this show wouldn't be quite literally, according to the Spotify stats, one of the (laughs) leading podcasts in the world had it not been for you and your influence and your mentorship on this show. Spike, thank you so much. You are a national treasure said it before i'm not trying to kiss your butthole or nothing like that you know i don't do that, that but no stuff. but that's
1: actually that's one of the things that says on the spotify stats is national treasure number one spike cohen that's like actually one of the stats in the you didn't quote that but that's it. It,
0: correct with the subtitle below with the captions of kiss butthole uh, yes. absolutely 100 correct <laughs> that's exactly how that's worded on spotify yes. <laughs> no uh but Man, thank you so much. Uh, not just for this, because I know a lot of things go into what makes any, spe- you know, particular or specific show successful. I know there's a lot of different various um, degrees, varying degrees and elements that come along with it. But there, there's no way because in April, like I said, in April 2021, April 21 last year, I started in May on Veterans Day or Memorial Day, I think. Um you came on my show for the first time. That was when we officially met on the internet. Yep. And then it's been absolutely out of control since then. And so thank Fantastic. you, man. Thank you more importantly for what you're doing in the movement. And this is why when people ask me, uh, who do you want to run for POTUS as Libertarian in 2024? And I'm like, you know, like I could go a lot of different ways. Would I love for spike cohen to be the presidential nominee of course i would but do i want more realistic and pragmatic responses and and outcomes which is what you are the power is doing yep yep then yes i'm going to vote for the latter point blank period because the latter produces more realistic results So, tell us what's going on with You Are the Power and give us a couple of ways that we can uh, support your upcoming events, please, sir.
1: Absolutely. So, first of all, uh, if you haven't already done so, I encourage everyone watching this to become a member of You Are the Power. Membership is free. If you go to youarethepower.net, you can sign up today if you haven't already done so. If you have money, we could use it as well because every nonprofit, every political organization needs money to be able to do the work that we're doing. But more importantly, we want you to be a part of it. And you can do that by going to youarethepower.net. Net. Now, with that said, the stuff we've been up to has been absolutely incredible. We have over 2000 members. We are in all 50 states. Uh, we have uh, we've split the country up into seven regions. We have regional organizers uh, for all of those regions. We have we're now identifying statewide organizers. Uh, In each of the states uh, that are going to be doing the granular work down with the members in each of those states. Uh, We have online organizers, the people that help us with uh, putting together the work that we do. The social media swarming that you're seeing on Facebook and on Twitter and so forth. That's as a direct result of that uh, that's happening with our social media um, organizing. Um, We are identifying causes. We now have a vetting council that vets. We're getting. Every day, anywhere from fifteen to twenty different people reaching out to us, uh, or actually fifteen to twenty different causes. Sometimes hundreds of people reaching out to us to tell us about these different things they've heard about, or things that are happening to them. We'd send them to the vetting council, who vets them to make sure that they're legit causes, that there's something we can actually do about them, and then putting together an actual game plan for how we can work to uh, to put to help with those causes. The game plan of "You Are the Power" is pretty simple. We find people who are being harmed or abused or neglected or mistreated by their local governments. We get in touch with them, we help them to organize, we help people uh, at the local level to organize, to get justice for those people and accountability for the people who did whatever happened to them. Uh, And then we use that as an opening conversation in those communities with those activists on how the root cause behind whatever that thing was, was that there was too much power and too little accountability in the hands of too few people. And that the only way long term that we're going to fix this thing so that we're not just playing whack-a-mole with uh, corrupt governments across the country for the rest of our lives is to deal with the root cause, which is taking the power out of their hands and putting it back in the hands of the people. Uh, It is done in just the, what, six months yeah. Just, yeah. Just almost seven months that we've been uh, launched yeah, yeah. since we launched back in May. Uh, the, the work that we've done in just that short period of time has been incredible. And uh, and I am very excited to see what uh, what is uh, what, what is in store for 2023. Now, in the meantime, one other thing before I forget, uh, if you live anywhere near Gastonia, North Carolina, on December 10th, we are doing a uh, it's a lasagna charity dinner uh, for a man named Pastor Moses Colbert, who if you've been following my social media, you probably know about his story. Long story short, he's a pastor in the area who was running the, uh, the, count, the city of Gastonia's only homeless shelter. The city of Gastonia shut it down, claiming that he didn't have zoning for a, a homeless shelter, even though there is no zoning for a homeless shelter in Gastonia, uh, and also claiming that he wasn't doing church work. Uh, when he was housing homeless people, because apparently they haven't read the Bible. I'm Jewish, and I know that one of the main things that Christians are <laughs> supposed to be doing is helping the poor. Um, but anyway, so uh, he has uh, done some incredible work to work with them to be able to reopen a new and improved shelter. We are helping to raise funds for that. Um, and so we're doing this lasagna dinner uh, in on December 10th. And uh, if you cannot be there, if you, but would still like to help, if you go to you are the slash Gastonia, uh, you can donate funds for that cause. And uh, we that's just one of the many things we're working on to help people across the country. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Uh, we want to help people and we want to bring people to the liberty movement. We're not going to do that just by running for office. That is a part of it. And at times an important part, but We've tried the strategy of letting people know about liberty by campaigning for office almost exclusively, and that hasn't worked. That's not where you get them, because if they Mm. just if they just even if they like your ideas, if they don't Mm. think you're going to win, then they kind of write you off wholesale. Well, if you don't have any kind of momentum behind you, then you're not going to win. But if your strategy to build momentum is to use something where you're not going to win, then you've already defeated yourself. And you've helped to push forward the narrative that our main focus is on things that don't work. Now, how does that make us look? So that's what I'm doing with You Are The Power. I would love for you to be a part of it. Youarethepower.net. We'd love for you to uh, become a member. And, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to just talk about it.
0: No, and I love the fact that you want to talk about it because I want people to understand and I want them to see with clarity and in full observance. Uh, observance that this is something that you're very passionate about. This is something that you oh, yeah. and your team are extremely, extremely motivated to do, and this is something that is actually going to affect real change. And yep. listen, y'all, this is something that has already began to affect real change. This isn't some distant, futuristic, utopic or utopian (laughs) dream. It's already happening. It's making its courts. It's making waves right now as we speak and prior to this show. So, please, and correct me if I'm wrong, Spike, it is free to join. You're free Free to to get the
1: newsletter. Yep. The newsletter. You, it's free to join. You get on our uh, email list, which is like our newsletter list. You get uh, access to our membership network. Uh, you get access to all of our members only group. We have a Facebook group, a discord server, a, a Twitter community that's uh, that we're starting now that Twitter has uh, their version of groups, which is community. Right. Uh, you will get, we will get you in touch with your local, uh, if your state has an organizer, uh, with your state organizer and your regional organizer, you'll be plugged in with all the stuff that we're working on behind the scenes. Uh, we have all sorts of incredible stuff like um, we have uh, training uh, sessions on things like organization, messaging, leadership skills, networking. Uh, we actually just had our first one with Dwayne Lester of Grassroots Leadership Academy. Uh, we started that on the back on the 29th. Uh, it was the 29th, 30th, and first uh, we had uh, about 100 people sign up for that, and uh, th- those are 100 people that now have the tools for leadership. All of that is available when you become a free member of YouAreThePower.net. We do have paid membership. Which comes with different types of swag. Uh, I think there's like a fifty dollar one where you get like a, a, a swag bag and a and a you know a sweater or a shirt or something like that. We even have a five hundred dollar package which comes with a, a phone call from me. But all of that, no matter which, whether you get the $0 one or the five hundred dollar one or any of them in between, a member is a member is a member the the paid things just come with additional swag that you get to have additional merchandise and stuff but in terms of being a member we don't have a hierarchy of membership other than the ones who do the most work are the ones who get the most recognition because that's that's what we're focused on we don't do elections for positions so that we don't have factions fighting over each other over who should be in charge do work and get a, get acknowledged and and you know move forward on it that's that's our model excellent
0: excellent 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 um, I'm loving every bit of it. Um, I had to. I had to pull this up. I point. I pointed it out a second ago. That space <laughs> eagle backdrop, though, fire. <laughs> uh, that libertarian lady says that training was fire, wasn't it? Hands up. That's D, Hands right? Up. I think
1: that's a D. A D. Yeah, D. Is that a D or an A? No, D uh, uh, the, the libertarian lady, I think that's her name's D. Oh, uh, D yeah. anyway, regardless. Yes, maybe. it was great. The, the train, I'm trying to figure out who that was. Cause I knew pretty much all the people on the training, but yeah, no, the training was fantastic. Uh, and it was just the beginning. We're going to be doing all sorts of training like that. We're working on training for press relations, how to talk to the media. Um, if you want to learn how to become an effective activist and then Work with other people who have taken that same training and have already had experience and work on being activists to do actual activism and actually help people now not wait for, like you said, some distant utopian future where libertarians take over the world and leave everyone alone. If you want to do that now, that's what we're doing. And uh, we've already had examples of uh, I know there's other stuff you want to talk about, but we've had a lady we've had uh, a, a lady whose family she and her family almost lost their home. Um, Because the zoning board was uh, crookedly trying to steal her property Uh, after her home burned down, we were able to help put a stop to that. Uh, We've had uh, people that um, we've worked with on initiatives to end qualified immunity, and we've had success on that. Uh, We're working on getting justice for people who were victims of police brutality. We're working with uh, like for Pastor Moses Colbert, people that uh, weren't being allowed to feed homeless people and to provide them shelter. Uh, We're doing all sorts of incredible work. And uh, and I just uh, I can't wait to continue with it. This this next year is going to be the year that people see what liberty actually looks like. Not what it sounds like, not what our philosophy is, but what it act, the actual results and the solutions behind what we believe.
0: One thousand percent. And that's why I like freaking promoing this, because uh, I I find it kind of obscure or even maybe just intellectually disengaged. I don't know either one. I guess both are applicable. But what we're seeing right now with the obsession over the federal government and then what you're doing with you are the power. Hmm. Where we're tackling local government, which actually, via federalism and the Constitution provides us, yep. is actually like real power. But I think we're all succumbed to this. Uh, I say we're all. I use that loosely in quotes. Um, and succumbed, I guess, as well. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like obsessed with this federal government uh media driven entertainment show out of Washington DC when we can actually do things that will accomplish real liberty and really like really change the individual lives of the people of the community with what you're doing with you are the power
1: it does work right now it helps people right now and it builds this movement to a level where we can affect those national and international issues and even before we get to that point if you have enough people that demand freedom at the local and state level, they eventually elect people that nullify as much of the bad stuff coming from the federal level as possible. Now, I, I do want to say, You Are The Power is not a political action committee. We are a, uh, a 501c4 nonprofit. Our main focus is on issues-based activism, what they call citizen lobbying, basically. Uh, and so we don't get a lot. We, we will do some, but not a lot of directly supporting candidates. But with that said, if candidates and, and elected officials see our causes and want to work on those with us, even if they're doing it for selfish reasons to get themselves elected or reelected. Good. Fantastic. Amen that just shows that it's politically popular to push for libertarian solutions to things. So all all roads lead towards issues-based local activism and the fact that that's where everything else that we need comes from. Building a big movement, getting media attention, uh, uh affecting policy change at the local level, building up the support we need to affect policy changes at the statewide and federal level, bringing people into the movement, uh in terms of like elected officials and media bringing getting their attention so that we can affect more people and get more people involved. All of that starts with local issues based activism. That's what we do every single day. You are the power.net sign up today.
0: Absolutely fire. Incredible. Thank you Spike. Um, I I I just love it. I love it so much so that anytime Anybody asked me on Twitter, which is now my main platform, as you probably know, because of what Facebook did to my page, <laughs> those <laughs> disgusting tyrants. I, I just I have no absolute none, no love for that um, big tech empire over there for what they did to me. It, it's psychotic. I won't go into all that. Anyway, Um, I, I want these things to be known. I want this information to be heard because Uh, The more and more that you dive into this, and I'm speaking to everyone that's politically engaged here, the more and more you dive into what's actually going on within the political sphere, within the Mm -hmm. governmental uh, scope and parachute of what we're seeing happening from the federal government all the way down to your local community, you find out more and more and more every day that the answer will be at the local level full stop i'm sorry that that's not fancy and it's not entertaining or dressed up with a bunch of lipstick it's not as sexy
1: it's It's not as sexy
0: sexy. i don't (laughs) care those are the real answers i'm sorry they are
1: you know what's really sexy is winning and (laughs) libertarians and, and when i say libertarians i don't even necessarily just mean members of the libertarian party Small L, people that believe in the philosophical underpinnings of libertarianism, people who believe in non-aggression and individual autonomy and decentralization of power and all the stuff that we support and believe in. We have the ability to win now over and over and over again. And when we do that, when we show time and time again that not only can we succeed in our goals, but that when we succeed, that people benefit that harm is undone, that people who do harm to others are held accountable. When we do that, we change the narrative from libertarians are living a pipe dream and they can't win to libertarians have the only viable and rational solutions. They are winning. And when they win, I win too. Maybe I'm a libertarian.
0: Yep. All day. And then when we talk about those ideas and I've talked about, okay, so Let me preface this with the fact that I understand that not everyone has the day to day, you know, eight to five, which I don't have an eight to five. I have more like a seven to six at sometimes job. (laughs) They don't have the opportunistic values or just basic opportunities that I do when I get to speak to new people every day. But I do. And this is the stuff that I talk about. And when I talk about these things with the regular people in my community, it resonates people. It resonates with them because they understand. I cannot tell you how many people I've talked to that will literally confess to you outright. And I say, oh, well, that's the government's fault. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. They're completely corrupt. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep the conversation going because eventually <laughs> they will land at some sort of libertarian, if 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 God willing, anarchist point of view, and and now we have a real resolution from the people that matter. Because remember, the government and military they make up less than one percent of the people. We, the people, make up the ninety nine percent. We are the ants; they are the grasshoppers if we're you know referencing the uh the the bug's life movie there and we have to make a change and there's only one way that we can affect and actually make a difference and influence the voice and the mentality of the society that is around us and that's if we have the balls to talk about it in public i mean i I, correct me if i'm wrong spike but i I just don't see it any other way. We have to grow a pair. We have to grow a spine and we have to talk about these yep. things in basic public.
1: Yep, we have to talk about them and we have to show a viable solution. How many times have you and, and not just you, everyone watching, how many times have you had a conversation with someone about liberty ideas, about libertarian solutions? And they go, well, fine, but or, or not even that you'll say that something's wrong. You'll say, well, this isn't the right way to do it. And they go, well, what's your solution? And so then you tell them and they go, well, show me where that's worked. And so you might be able to show them an example of someone who's done something similar. But it's often hard to find an example of that working because a lot of people haven't necessarily tried these things. Or if they did, it was sort of a watered down version or something like that. But imagine if you can point at dozens, hundreds of examples of liberty activists in their towns, in their communities, in their counties, in their states affecting positive change with wholeheartedly liberty-based ideas on issues that they already agree with you on. They already agree with you that X, whatever X was, was a problem. And then they see that our solution actually fixed it. This is how we bring people in. Uh, who was it? Um, Cadence mentioned, uh, she said, we'd love to hear y'all cover CPS and family court corruption. That's, uh, we have a few, we have a few causes that we're actually vetting right now that, you know, God willing, if everything works out well, that's, we will be working on that. We have to be careful with that stuff because they very often uh, involve yeah. active court cases and we, we you know, we don't want to mess someone else's uh, cause up, even if they are asking us to step in, we don't want to inadvertently mess up someone's, you know, court case or something like that uh just to you know get some attention and and do activism but uh we have a few where we think we may be able to do exactly that to be able to go in and talk about that and uh and and be effective and and help families uh reunite so more on that stay tuned but but more on that i know we have a bunch of stuff to cover so i don't want to believe no you're good that's what we're doing
0: no, you're good, man, because I, I truly think that obviously, you know, you and you and I, we, we come together quite a lot. Like I said, you're the, the most frequent guest on this podcast at this point, and we have great chemistry and we talk about a lot of things and have a great time. But oh yeah, more importantly, I think that this is this is what the the grassroots literally god, I hate even using that term because it's been so <laughs> worn out and drug through the mud. But yeah. at the end of the day, this is the kind of real change and real activism that has to happen and it's something that i'm more fired up about than ever because the more i dive into politics which i just started to do during the 2020 election uh i voted for you by the way i know you already know that Thank but you letting, everybody, letting everyone else know <laughs> it's pretty wild experience having you on for the first time meeting you and then and, you know, us developing into a real authentic friendship is it was pretty wild considering the fact yeah. that I had no idea who you were and I voted for you <laughs> in the 2020 election. So it's been a wild cycle. But this is something that's extraordinarily important to me because the yep. more I dive off into this, the more I realize that the only way we can save this country is through local activism and local politics. And, and I hate to belabor the point. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not yeah, sorry. Sure. I, I'm yeah. just, it just 100%. is what it is. This is how we win full stop. And so, um, and we'll, we'll move on from that because we're going to (laughs) continue to pound that point and I will continue to pound that point on Twitter and with you on the show uh, moving forward and all that. Uh, let, let's, let's head over to China. There are now tanks in the streets. Of course. This isn't a, this is not a 1989. This is not Tiananmen square. Um, Earlier this week, Glenn Beck and his team, who I respect greatly, I believe that's one of the best journalistic teams <clears throat> excuse me, in America, he reported that there's basically one of two outcomes here. Either the Communist Party of China will reform itself and, and kind of almost you know, subdue to the demands of the populace, Or there will be again like Mao slaughters of millions of Chinese. Which outcome do you see? Do you see a third or fourth or fifth outcome? And I think
1: how so I I think what we're seeing, I think it's already starting, is that the Chinese government is hedging their bets somewhat. And so uh they blinked quite a bit uh, over the past few yeah, days in that they basically lifted uh after spending the better part of several the past few months pushing this zero covid policy covid's the most dangerous thing in this country i mean if you think that if you look think back to the worst parts of 2020 uh, what our media was saying about COVID that we were basically in an apocalypse. You know, if we went outside we were going to die or at the very least we'd kill everyone around us. Like, I mean, the, the way that they talked about it is, If anything, China's been the Chinese uh, media has been even more intense. Uh, They've treated COVID as if it is like the apocalypse. Um, Mm -hmm. And as COVID has been around longer and longer, and the average Chinese person realizes that's not true, that, that COVID isn't, you know, an existential threat to the entire Chinese country uh, and that, you know, and that at any rate they can't afford to just be locked down indefinitely, um, there has been increasing pushback pushback to that sort of apocalyptic zero COVID draconian nonsense they've been doing. And so after all these protests that, uh, that we've been seeing and, and we've been covering, uh, what we're now seeing is the Chinese government is almost completely backed off of those, uh, lockdowns and those, they still have a few things in place, but nothing like it was before. And more importantly, they're having to change their messaging about how they talk about COVID at the same time, they're making something clear. That has always been the case. You aren't allowed to protest. So they're to not try to cede any kind of control, uh, from to the people they're saying, Oh, great news, everyone. It turns out that, uh, it is safe for us to reopen, uh, but these terrible protesters aren't helping things. And so what they're doing is what they always do. They get very, very, uh, uh, you know, very brutal with anyone that that speaks out and shows dissent. Um, okay. I think that what we're going to see is that they uh, more of that. I think we're going to see a continued. Uh, I think the Chinese government realizes that even as much control of the, that they have over media and over the Internet, it's still exponentially easier for someone on this side of China to speak to someone on this side of China in real time and uh, and compare notes. And so I think that they're having to be a lot more cagey than they've had to be in the past during the, the yeah. great leap forward or, or, or even in the 1980s with Tiananmen Square. So I think they're going to be trying to peel off support for the protests by repealing the stuff or a lot of the stuff that they were protesting against in the first place, which will lead a lot of people to say, "Okay, mission accomplished. I'm staying home while simultaneously ratcheting up pressure on the protesters to, you know, to make people be scared to go out and protest. So, you know, if the narrative is, hey, what we were protesting over is largely over and they're going to kill us if we go out on the street and say anything about it, they're hoping that that will slow down the protests. I, you know, it, it remains to be seen exactly how far this is going to go. I could see this turning into some, uh, into some serious changes if, uh, if if it, if the, uh, if the people there realize that the long game is that they 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 have an opportunity to really, uh, put a black eye on the Chinese Communist government. Uh, that could lead to some serious reforms. I don't know about a revolution per se. Um, but it could lead to some serious reforms. Um, The reason it can't lead to a revolution is because uh, no one's armed except the Chinese government. Um, So it would take it would take dissension from within. And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think that's going to happen, which that has something to say Mm -hmm. about gun control, because gun control is very effective in China. It keeps the people from having that option uh, uh, on their plate. But um, yeah, so I, I think I think what we'll probably be seeing is is. A continuing ratcheting down of the restrictions and a continued ratcheting up against the protesters. I could see. I mean, I'm not sure it it can only lead to millions of dead or you know the Chinese government fully reforming. Um, it certainly could lead to one of those. I think probably the most likely option is that the Chinese government and the Chinese people, whether either side will admit it uh, openly, uh, the Chinese government learned there's a there's a a limit to what they can put out. And, uh, Hmm. and if nothing else, that's a positive development.
0: 100% amen. Agree. And I, I would lean more towards, um, and and I never suggested that anyone had total reform on their. Yeah. 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 For 2022, but some, some reform, Hey, look, I'll take it. Uh, And to me,
1: some serious reform is possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, re- reform is obviously possible, and I think we're we're actually seeing it now. And I think that's an absolute net positive. However, um, even if this quote-unquote some reform does happen, because we're so interlocked as a global community when it comes to supply, we're still effed. Uh, I, I still think that we're going we're staring down an even worse possibility or pipeline of a supply chain crisis that is already oh, yeah. detrimental and yep. continuing to get worse. Am I wrong? Can you, can you give us any positivity on that? Or? I
1: think that I think that any time China does this zero covid stuff, we see a direct correlation to a reduction in output. And because of this uh, economic model that the West has developed, where uh, Western uh, political and business leaders pretend to be environment, environmentally friendly. By shutting down all their operations here and moving them to countries where we don't see all the smog and all the ecological devastation they're doing there, which is weird because their main focus is climate change, which is global. But if it's happening over there, suddenly it doesn't matter anymore uh, because we all have different we have a different global climate than they do over there. Right. Uh, But um, I I think because of that strategy, when China, you know, they used to say when the U.S. uh, sneezes, the world gets a flu. Now that's China. Uh, when the when China sneezes, the world runs out of cough medicine. And uh, I think that uh, I think that we have a situation that I think it's definitely going to affect the supply chain. Uh, it can definitely affect the economy. I think the economy's teetering anyway. Uh, I've saw some some um, some uh, economic fundamentals that scared the hell out of me. We've seen the biggest drop in, in treasuries in, in years. Uh, and the treasuries drop was actually more dramatic than the securities drop, which is even scarier. Um, we saw um, the uh, in response to the uh, Fed ratcheting up the rates, which should have happened long ago. But in response to them ratcheting up the rates, now the housing market market uh, demand has completely fallen off the map. It's like double digit reduction, something like twenty something percent reduction. Uh, I think that we're usually what happens is a market crashes like completely which leads to the rest of the markets that were holding on by a thread crashing as well. And I think we're going to see the housing market lead just like it did in 2008. Uh, All of the numbers that we had in terms of the amount of losses, the amount of bailouts, and all of the amount of, of transfer of wealth from the poor to the wealthy, just add a zero to the end of it from 2008. And that's what we're about to face. Um, and it's not, you know, I don't think that there's going to be millions deads dead in the streets or any kind of apocalyptic thing. It's just going to be really rough on the economy. And this is a perfect example of why we need libertarian solutions for these things. Because what you're going to have is you're going to have two groups of people. You're going to have the establishment group, that's going to say, actually three groups. You're going to have the establishment group that says, uh, you know, well, we're just going to do more TARP style bailouts and more corporate welfare and more economic stimulus and and, and all of that, uh, which is just going to kick the can down the road and lead to another crash 10, 15, 20 years from now. That will be. Another uh, order of magnitude worse than the one we're experiencing now, uh, and then you're going to have, and actually, I'll lump them together into one group. You're going to have the socialists and the nationalist populists who are going to push for, who are going to uh, understand correctly that the current neoliberal world order uh, isn't working, but they're going to wrongheadedly push for economically illiterate policies that make the neoliberal world order look like a, you know, like a, like you know, the answer to everything in comparison. And uh, those are the only options we have right now on a mainstream scale. And that's the problem. Whereas libertarians have the real solution to this, returning to sound money, getting government out of money entirely, which then removes the ability for government to create this trough for all the pigs to show up to. It, it eliminates the, uh, the need for corporate lobbying because government doesn't have the ability to, to, to hand them off endless corporate welfare anyway, and it forces companies uh, big, small, and in between, to either succeed or fail. And that will lead to an end to all of this malinvestment, and the, uh, the, the Austrian business cycle, which is caused by uh, these malinvestment types of, of policies or these policies that lead to malinvestment. Um, all of that happens when libertarian ideas, economic ideas get implemented instead of uh, various versions of bad statist, centrally planned ideas. But we're not on the world stage to do that. And, right. you know, I would be remiss not to say that that's exactly what we're working on is building a libertarian movement of people who understand that the problem is the system. It's not just individual people. It's not just individual political parties. It's not just individual ideologies. It is a system where everything is being centrally planned by a relatively handful of people. Even if they were the smartest and most uh, honest, trustworthy people running the show, they still couldn't possibly understand what we need as well as we do. It's just not a good way to organize people. And of right. course, that level of power and lack of accountability attracts the dumbest and least trustworthy people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all 100% facts. And even if you did fully believe that this handful of people that is pretending, and I use that word Not hyperbolically, I mean that distinctly, I mean that definitionally, these handful of people that think that they can speak on the behalf or on the behest of the entire population of the country they have no idea what you're going through okay they have no idea what you face as an individual every day when you go to the supermarket when you go to the gas station when you go to your job when you pay your taxes they they're not there's nothing uh, relatable in that circumstance of your life to them at all whatsoever yep. So these no. people don't care about they even if, let's just pretend for one second that they actually pretended to care about you and your life. They still would have no recollection, no relativity of you in what you do in of the no. vast no. billions of people that go through the poverty and, and the incessant human rights violations that governments impose upon the world every day
1: it would be like if we're all trying to get somewhere and we're all figuring out how to walk there and i go okay guys i got a great idea because i think we're all better together than we are separately which is true But I say, so the solution is we're going to form a human Voltron and I'm going to be in the middle and I'm going to, I'm going to make the, uh, you know, make you guys, uh, the people that are the left leg, I'll tell you when to step left and the people making up the right leg, I'll tell you to step right and, uh, and I'll direct the hands and I'll, I'll stand way above and that'll allow me to have a better eye view of how everything's going. Well, you know how that's going to go, even if that were physically possible. I'm not feeling the people that are actually touching the ground. So if there's like a huge pothole here and I missed it, then I'm going to, a bunch of people are going to die falling into the pothole. This thing's very quickly going to fall apart because I don't have the ability to direct everyone from a central planning like that. But if instead I say, okay, look, we're better together than we are apart. So let's walk together and if people see potholes over here, they can walk around them, they can alert people behind them that it's there and we can get there that way. We can help each other. The people that are in front can tell the people in the back, but we decentralize it as much as possible. When you're walking, you can feel where your feet are. You can see what's directly in front of you. Now, That's going to be a better way for things to happen. People will still fall. People will still trip. People will still get lost. But overall, it's going to be a far better outcome than if we try to force everyone into an unnatural central planning. And that's that's the literal that's a macrocosm or a microcosm. Of what's going on on the world stage, what's going on is that there is just widespread belief in total central planning of all things. It's not a good way to organize, and uh, and we see it day to day, every single day. And again, it 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 creates and invites corruption. But even if it didn't, it still would just be a bad way to organize. We're not ants; we're human beings. If we were ants, it would be a good way to organize, but we're not. <laughs> yeah that's correct uh and as a as
0: somebody who's ran a pest control business and been in the pest control industry yes. for 10 years uh i promise you that is not how that works however that being said um it is quite amazing to me that we still have this psych- psychological uh de-evolution or devolution however you want to say that into understand like like this is prevalent spike I know you've seen this online a bunch we're witnessing in real time people admitting and acknowledging that government is corrupt oh yeah but yet
1: they're advocating for, for more government, government to be the solution the average person believes that the problem with things, is a sizable portion of the ruling class. It might be half of the ruling class. It might be a small, most of the ruling class. It might be you know a third of the ruling, but they, they, they know that a sizable portion of the ruling class is the problem. But they think that the only people who could stop them are the rest of the ruling class. These are the good ones. They're going to fix this. And the thing is, we know that's not true. And and when you say it that way, it it makes it sound even more foolish than it is. But it it is. That's what they're saying. They're saying, we see this all the time. But, you know, the problem is the Democrats are doing this and that. Yes, they are. They're working with Republicans to do it. But yes, they're doing those things. And the only one that can stop them are the Republicans. And then you say, yeah, but this Republican did this, and this Republican did that, and this Republican was part of that. And they go, yeah, but they're not real Republicans. They're rhinos. Sure, Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate Republicans, is a rhino. And if I point out that Donald Trump does something, well, you know he's a rhino too. He's always been a New York Democrat. Okay, fair enough. The former Republican, the last Republican president who is effectively or has been, I uh, now I wouldn't say, but in the past was basically the, de facto leader of the Republican Party, a, a rhino. And you start going down the line and you name all of the Republican politicians. And every time that they've, you know, just completely abandoned what they said that they were there for. And you go, yeah, but that's, they're acting like a rhino. It's like, Maybe you're the rhino. Maybe that's just what Republicans are, and you wanting a smaller government mm. are not really a Republican because you don't line up with that. And and you see the same thing with Democrats. They they will you know they will blame Republicans a, a very often correctly for a, ver- a variety and a host of things. And when you point out that the Democrats do the exact same thing, they go, "Yeah, but they're you know that's not that wasn't real democracy." Okay, great. That's that's good. And and this again going back to my favorite uh, drum to pound. The only way we're going to get people out of these ridiculous logic loops that they're in is show them a viable alternative. And that's what You Are The Power is doing. And that's what people who are spreading libertarian ideas around the the country are doing. But it's one thing to spread an idea. It's another thing to demonstrate a solution. And we're doing the latter.
0: That's right. Yes. And no, I don't want you to to loathe or regret or have any any whatsoever negative feeling about revisiting you are the power and what you're trying to do within small communities within the <laughs> local areas dude is what we're supposed to be doing people we're here for. it's just not sexy and i want to make it sexy we're going to make it sexy we're going to we are <laughs> well, i want to make mainstream politics about local elections that is what is actually going to affect change so in reality, the only difference being is that, unlike the federal government, we don't have to put lipsticks in a s- sexy uh, dress on that disgusting, pathetic pig. We can, yeah. y- You can actually look at local politics as the answer, and it is sexy. We just have to make it mainstream. We're fighting against a corrupt regime that is working together, to divide the people you and i against each other via the federal government and absolutely. how they how it's portrayed and displayed on the tv let's make no mistake also by the way little uh little shout out here to the small time uh uh political pod pontificators and in individual journalists like myself uh, yeah absolutely yeah, we're making waves We're doing this like the Daily Wire has unbelievable amounts of subscribers. They're not exactly, you know, little bitty now. They're very Republican, but they were managed to change the culture war within their own subsystem. They're within the own ecosystem of what's happening on the Internet uh, amongst Temple. And Young Turks was doing a great job for a long time. We have a lot of independent journalism. That is affecting real change. So shout out to all of them. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm i not sorry. Hate to keep going back to it. But local politics affecting change in your local community, in the people that are around you. That is how we change the country. I wanted to ask you about... Um, we're we're already like freaking fifty two minutes in. This is ridiculous. It it happens every time. It, it is what is. I I have to ask you about this. Uh, sure. Kanye's lost his damn mind. Um, <laughs> he he's kind of been crazy for a long time. All right. Yeah. Everybody looked at him sideways in, in two thousand and five when he was talking about George Bush um, doesn't care about you know, black George people. Bush yeah. George Bush doesn't yeah. care about black people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what's your uh, What's your thoughts on what's happening with Kanye? Is it a mental health disorder? Is he just I, I completely think,
1: out there? So as someone who is has been a fan of Kanye's music for 20 years now, yeah, I, I guess uh, Through the Wire uh, was, yeah, 2003. So almost 20 years now. Uh, I uh, He has made entire songs about the fact that he says and does self-destructive things that you can't tell yeah. him anything about it, that if you tell him not to, he's just going to do it more, uh, and that it ultimately hurts him more than anyone else. Like, I mean, th- this he's done albums about this. Like, th- this is nothing yeah. new. And I think that this is just, he just found the ultimate <sighs> that. Like, he just found the most incredible way to go from being a largely beloved multi-billionaire uh, to being a largely hated uh a multimillionaire. Um, and I—it's I, I, why I hesitate. I really haven't talked much about him specifically because I think he needs. If anyone's going to engage with him, it needs to be people he cares about and trusts. Telling him, I encourage you to to get some help here. Um, I think that we are looking at a man who uh, is going through a a, a divorce and a break, you know, a breaking up of his family. And is you know uh, doing uh, what he's done a lot in the past, which is make it about something else and uh, and 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 do a lot of harm to himself in the process. Um, what I would rather address, and, and and I I don't I don't buy the the well, we need to talk about Kanye doing this because Kanye's words can cause violence. I want to be very clear about something: if someone, because of something Kanye said goes and hurts someone else and i don't even want to give an example but just does something bad to jews or anyone else does something bad to other people they were going to hurt people anyway there is no one who was walking around who was just you know very well adjusted and everything's going fine and you know they didn't really know what to think about jews or maybe they like jews and then they hear kanye say some stuff about jews and they go my god i know what i must do that's not real like that's not kanye's not a political leader he's not a religious leader he is an entertainer and he it, it's not that's not going to do that so uh if we're even going to and same thing with kyrie uh irving uh the the idea of telling this guy oh you recommended a a, a crappy right. documentary uh well you need to sit in the corner until you stop thinking that the jews run the international banking system or like whatever it, like it's it's just the way that we're treating them is we're simultaneously treating them like children sit in the corner or you're and you're grounded until you say you don't believe this anymore, mm-hmm. whether you actually do or not. Uh, but then also simultaneously saying that their words are, could lead to another Holocaust or, you know, another, another you know, a massive ramping up of hate crime. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that entertainers no. and athletes that they're not very well thought out words uh, are going to cause all of this damage. So I, I want to preface yeah. by saying that. Um, and I also want to say that I think I was, I, I uh, stand with Tim Poole on this. Uh, Tim was very clear that he thinks that the way that, that um, and I would assume he think the same thing about Kyrie, but he was saying he didn't think that uh, the way that Kanye has been treated over this has been fair at all. And I, I tend to agree for the most part. Yeah, um, I, I, uh, um, uh, especially when it comes to the banking stuff. It's one thing for a brand not to want to be associated with him anymore or whatever. Um, but it's another thing for entire banks to say, yeah, no, you can't, all your money has to go, you know, you have to get your money that's, out of our banks and stuff like that. that. Frightening. Banking, it, it's very frightening, especially when banks have essentially set up a cartel for themselves. They're basically saying yeah. you're not allowed to have money uh, unless it's in a sock or something like that. So I, I, That bothers me more than anything. But Tim also recognized that you cannot extrapolate from the fact that a very small handful, a relatively small handful of people control entertainment and banking and all these things. And that a disproportionately high number of them are Jewish because a disproportionately high number of anyone in leadership are Jewish. That's just true of everything. That's always been the case. We weren't allowed to be engaged in blue collar work for hundreds of years. Like we were literally banned from doing it. So we found other stuff we were told, see all of these different things, you can't do any of these things. And so we said, okay, we'll make our own things. Like that's always been the case. It's like when people say, oh, you know, th- some of the main thinkers in uh, in, um, in in communism were all Jews. Yes. And some of the main thinkers of libertarianism are all Jews. Uh, Mises, uh, Walter Bloch, Rothbard, Ayn Rand, like that. Yes, uh, and it's most of the main thinkers in conservatism have been Jews, and most of the main thinkers in progressivism have been Jews, and anarchism, and all. Like, a, pick an ism, and Jews are disproportionately high in those things. But you can't extrapolate from that to say that that entire, every one of that ethnicity is somehow complicit in that thing. It would be like saying that. If this race of people are disproportionately more likely to engage in crime or something like that, then that means all of them are violent criminals. That's not true. You're talking about a still a very small proportion of them who are doing so for their own personal reasons, nothing tied to their race or their ethnicity. So that's right. the one takeaway I want to give, wh- whether it's anyone saying this stuff. As soon as someone starts telling you that the problem is the Jews or the blacks or the Muslims or the white male Christian cishet, whatever, uh, as soon as someone starts telling you the problem is this entire collective of people, they're they're either lying to you or they're lying to themselves. And that kind of collectivism can lead to violence. Not necessarily Kanye saying this is going to do it, but the more people believe that a, a that the problem is this anyone who i who has this identity, especially intrinsic identities that you can't even help, that's a problem. You can't blame all gay people for drag right. time story hour. You can't blame all white people for racism. You can't blame all black people for crime and you certainly can't blame all Jewish people for the handful of Jews who have been apparently unfair to to Kanye and and others in the entertainment industry. Uh, I don't have any stake in the entertainment industry. Uh, I I routinely get uh, uh, looked over for the monthly meetings of the Jewish World Ownership Council, uh, despite my last name being Cohen. I mean, I don't know why I'm not getting invited to this. Uh, I have had my uh, access to the space laser uh, blocked multiple times. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, it's not, that's, collectivism is bad. And if Kanye is saying collectivist stuff, that's bad too. But I also think we need to be stop being so hyperbolic about, like, the effect of Kanye's chilling words. Kanye West is an entertainer who needs some help. Um, and, uh, and I think the sooner we ignore him specifically, the sooner he no longer is getting the ego rush he's getting and the Messiah slash victim martyr complex he's getting. And he can like have to actually sit in a room with himself and consider what he's done and, and, and maybe reach out to people he trusts for help and, and hopefully not have to deal, do this stuff anymore.
0: Yeah. I, I 1000% agree on just about everything you said, I think 100 uh, percent agree on everything you said there. Um, as somebody who is a technically a BIPOC Christian with a who is a partial white, uh, we, we don't subscribe. And here's my biggest issue with it like we do not subscribe to uh Jewish hate, we do not subscribe to anti yep. Semitism. Yep. We are a people as Judeo Judeo Christians. Regardless of whatever race, and that is really the most freaking important part. Regardless yep. of the race, right? We, we, I worship a Jewish guy, okay? <laughs> like, I am a devout Christian who loves Jesus, he is a devout Jew. Like, this, I, I don't want because I don't let me finish that sentence. I don't want everyone to have. Kanye's words in accordance with Christianity conflated with anti-Semitism because that, yep. those two things in my opinion are mutually exclusive as yep. a devout yep. follower of Jesus Christ a devout follower of the way disciple of Jesus Christ you cannot be in my opinion I could be wrong I'm not going to speak towards anybody else's relationship with God Yep. however in my opinion you cannot be a devout uh, follower and disciple of Jesus Christ and of the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph and be an anti-Semite at the same at the same time.
1: Uh, to whatever extent you are collectivizing people and using it as a reason to hate them, you were certainly following falling short of both Testaments of the Bible. So if you're a Jew, you're a Christian, you're a Muslim, whatever to whatever extent you are engaging in those things you're falling short of what you know what you were called to do. Uh, and, uh, and I, I say that I'm, I'm a, uh, I guess a non-practicing Jew. My wife is a very devout Christian and, uh, and we're of the same accord of this, that, you know, the, the, the gospel certainly doesn't call you to lump people into groups and to treat them as, uh, as, uh, uh, the, the least, certainly not to treat it, to lump them in the groups and then treat them as the least charitable interpretation of that group. Um, that's, that's every, every atrocity at its core was powerful people realizing they could scapegoat entire people wholesale and hmm. uh, that's led to every if you i mean slave trades uh, uh genocides uh wars of conquest um every mass atrocity that you see um lumps it works out into people being lumped into um lumped into groups and then being mistreated based on that it, poor interpretation of them. Even things like uh, like the Great Leap Forward in China, which led to as many as 100 million, certainly tens of millions of people being starved to death or executed or killed en masse. That was because they were all being lumped in with the bourgeoisie And the capitalists, when they were literally just people saying, I'm starving to death because you're forcing me to farm collectively and this isn't working for my community or for me or my family. And so they got lumped in with this demonized collective of bourgeoisie and rounded up and killed or just being allowed to starve to death. Same thing with the holodomer in uh, in Ukraine during uh, during Soviet rule under Stalin. Same thing with the Holocaust. Same thing with any of these people were being collectivized and then mistreated based on the scapegoating of that collective.
0: That that's absolutely freaking fire. It it, it just it really sums it up as collectivism being the cancer in which only you know, uh, conversely which specific religions like Judaism, um, you know, Muslim and Christianity speak to the individual specifically exactly, and say, you are your own person and you are responsible for your actions. You are responsible for your morality and how you are going to inflect that morality upon the populace that currently surrounds you and the objectivity of in which that you're going to portray said morality. And all of that is, absolutely walked out by your actions exactly that should be exemplified preceding your words right your words say one thing and then your actions should follow them up
1: so yeah, absolutely. You, uh, yeah. A uh, uh, libertarian lady asked for my thoughts on Balenciaga. Uh, I will say the short answer is the more I see, the more concerned I am. This is looking more and more like there was some some shady stuff happening there. Uh, if When I first saw it, I'm like, eh, it looks like they hired some weirdo to do some of their uh, some of their um, their uh, one of their ad campaigns. And it's it's biting them in the butt. But I mean, this seems to be more and more like an actual pattern of of. Uh, Have having some weird ties to uh uh people that uh were treating children very weirdly uh and in a sexual way. Um, with that said, I have been uh a long proponent of uh boycotting brands like Balenciaga or as I call it, not overpaying for cotton. Um, I think that the like I have you know, this shirt I believe cost me. Uh, $12. Like I, and, and they make shirts that look largely like this, but with like Balenciaga on it and they add two zeros to it. I I just think it's absolutely foolish. It makes no, I've never understood paying big money to be a billboard for the company that just took my money. Um, I I remember being a kid and saving up like, I want to say it was like $200 to buy a pair of big hurt Frank Thomas's and, uh, And I was talking with, great. I think someone my mom White worked Sox, with. White like, Yeah, yes, White Sox. And uh, and I was talking with, like I think, a coworker of my mom's. And I was like all proud of the fact that I had saved up all this money to buy these big hurts. And he's like, how much did you pay? And I'm like, yeah, $200, $250, or $150, whatever. What's a ridiculous amount of money uh, even now, but especially back then. And he went, well, that sounds pretty dumb, huh? And I went... Yeah. <laughs> and that was the last time I ever spent serious, like ridiculous money. I buy, people make fun of my shoes. I buy a uh, Skecher comfort shoes in bulk. That's how Jewish I am since we're talking about Jews. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 the, now I do want to say like, I saw, I've seen this thing where they're like, Oh, Balenciaga means Bal or Satan is King in Latin. Yes. My understanding is Balenciaga is a common Spanish Basque, uh, pseudonym or not pseudonym last name v- and uh and that the guy who started it was named his last name was Balenciaga so i don't think that this is a v- you know satanist background thing i, I think it's just that's it, the guy's last name but it is a very I, interesting I'm, thing that's very i'm gonna push uh, i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna push back on that i'm okay. gonna push back on that but uh not on air right uh, like i want you to go look into it later uh balenciaga yes look into Bal nc and then aga in its no Latin i know in translation it, it, and then go look at the uh the photographs of certain uh, cinematography that balenciaga has produced some of which yeah, have put out that i agree with bowel. yeah
1: yeah some some no, of that which i agree with Bow B A A L. And I wonder if, even if the initial etymology was just that it was the guy's last name, that they've leaned into the bow part of it, which means it's even more very like it's. I mean, there's just something real. The more I see, because I'm not a conspiracy guy. Usually, I'm the first one to be like, "Eh, there's probably a better answer to this." The more I see, the more I'm like. I'm really, guys, like this is like this this actually looks legit like this was a problem. But like I said, I avoid all of this by buying George brand. Like I I, I yeah. buy yeah, I yeah. Like, I, I avoid yeah. this. Now I uh, God knows who George is. I mean, huh uh, yeah, it could, could be a very <laughs> right. bad George. I don't know. I don't know. George the axe murderer or something, but until I know that George was named after an axe murderer, I'm gonna continue buying their shirts for ten dollars.
0: Yeah, insane. We we uh, we buy what we can at the price yes. that we can. That Obviously, makes sense for yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind is buying Balenciaga apparel, uh, regardless. Despite putting aside the fact that whether the conspiracy theory of them being yeah.
1: Satanist- it was stupid. Uh, it was stupid to begin with. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But um, I, I still think it's worth. Um, you know, traveling the rabbit hole because these elitists do buy this material. They do associate themselves with said materials. And then they've been pretty blatantly obvious about what they're doing with yeah. said brand. So there, there's a rabbit hole to be trailed there. That's the However, scary
1: part is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very scary,
0: but for the more normal people, like the average, you know 7.9 billion people on the planet. Yeah. We have better important things to do. And so um I know you're 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 very short on time Spike you always are very very short on time because of what you're doing <laughs> with and yes I'm going to bring it back you are the power you are the net. power that's why the man is so freaking busy go visit it um yeah. let's end yeah. it on your thoughts about twitter you were banned very recently yes i was freaking shocked shocked to hear i'm like if if somebody's gonna get banned a libertarian on uh twitter it's gonna be me i'm the spicy (laughs) guy
1: so what the hell what happened so i think it was a bot um, and and to their credit, after it took a week, but it's because it took an actual manual review. Uh, I was my account was restored. So basically, I said something along the lines of uh, uh, the uh, consequences of gun control activism are uh, innocent gun owners and their dogs uh, being shot to death by police officers to reduce gun violence. And uh, and the uh, so I put that out, and minutes later, my account was locked. And I appealed it and it took a few days because I'm sure it happened in minutes because a bot saw like shot to death by police or whatever, or they you know want them to be shot, however it was worded, um, that it just it it did the thing. Mm. And so I uh, so I appealed it. A few days later, I was back on. And the very next thing I tweeted was so anyways, like I was saying, the consequences of gun control are people being shot to death by police and their dogs uh, in order to reduce gun violence and uh i responded to a few people who were trying to get me back on i said i'm back and i've absolutely not learned my lesson now what's what's funny is that um uh i have another twitter story uh which is that uh last night there was this uh, i was invited to speak on a, a twitter spaces on a on a, one of the twitter on a twitter panel yes, about I'm the twitter about files that. drop and um and elon musk came on and so the way they did it was uh you know so that it wasn't just people bombing him with questions they lined us up and said, you know, okay, you ta- you ask them a question, you ask them a question, you ask them a question, and, and went through. And so I was next to ask my question, and uh, and <laughs> and while I was waiting, I saw, you're no longer a speaker. And I tried to, like, request to be a speaker again, and it wouldn't let me. And so I I got out of Twitter, went back onto Twitter, got back in, requested, and wouldn't let me. So I restarted my phone, went on, inboxed the the people that invited me uh, to let them know what I was trying to do. And uh, they couldn't invite me. I couldn't get back on. And it was like, you know, I had a, you know, here was my, here was an opportunity for me to ask uh, Elon directly a a question. And (laughs) like probably 20 seconds before it was my turn, uh, I got booted. Uh, and, And we believe it's because. We were crashing Twitter Spaces. Um, it, there were over a hundred. I think it was like one hundred and twenty people, one hundred twenty thousand people that were listening, and um, they'd never had anywhere near that in Twitter Spaces before. And I think we were just yeah. testing the limits of their system. Um, so we'll see. Uh, next time, I'll ask him. But uh, uh, my question for him was because we were talking about suppression of of voices, and you know, my question was, and I was surprised no one else brought it up. The greatest suppression of voices that we have seen in recent years was the suppression of dissent against the COVID regime. The, the, the mm. wisdom or, and the so-called science behind the idea of the lockdowns and the mandates, mm. the suppression of anyone who was pro- providing evidence and even just discourse on the origins of COVID, whether or not it was zoonotic in origin or whether it had to do with the Wuhan Virology Lab, which was right there. Um, And then especially once the Echo Health Alliance information came out and the National Institutes of Health admitting that they engaged in gain of function researching and changing the definition of gain of function research so that they wouldn't get in trouble for it. Like all of that was being actively suppressed, shadow banned, suspended, banned, fact checked, all of that. And so my question to him was, you know, if we're if you're against um, the suppression of of dissenting uh, voice and allowing for freedom of speech, you know, does that mean can we trust that you will uh, make sure that Twitter is is will never be a place that suppresses dissenting voices on things that are especially things that important where, you know, an, on, in an emergency, we're being told you have to do this. If there's dissenting voices against that, you know, will you um, will you commit to not uh, to, to you know not allowing Twitter to be a place mm. where that kind of uh, crushing of dissent happens in the first place? I'll ask him next time and we look
0: forward to you asking him next time (laughs) um it's pretty funny i will say this though because i gotta (laughs) i have to do it man i gotta do it uh it, it it's funny like to watch you try to get into the speaker role of being able to communicate with elon musk
1: well, I was in it, and it. then they kick, and then I lost. Like kicked, I lost yeah. it. They invited me. That was the wild thing. Was I'm on there, and I'm like, I've been invited to speak to Elon Musk, and I'm like, That's a lot of be people that, that, that there's a lot of people that would love that opportunity to speak to you, right?
0: And, can, can and I'm like, go.
1: yeah, I'm like, here's my here's my moment to speak to Elon. Musk. I, it's <laughs> not to say it's going to ever be the only moment or whatever, but it's like here's an sure. opportunity that kind of came. Well, and that was the other thing was what was wild was they just kind of at they were like hey would you like to be on this space we've had people like Elon Musk on our spaces before and i'm like sure I, and honestly i didn't even know much about that that group that was doing the spaces um because i haven't done much in twitter space i am now uh, but i that was my right. first time on twitter spaces i was like trying to figure out how to make it work and how to use the like emojis and raise my hand and stuff right. like that uh it was like you know a couple uh, last year when i was figuring out how to use clubhouse and so i'm you know i'm on there trying to figure out how to how to do it And then here comes Elon Musk and they're like, okay, uh, we're going to line up for questions. So I, you know, I raised my hand and they said, okay, this person, this person, and then, and then spike. And, uh, and when the person in front of me went to ask the question, I'm like listening and I'm like, okay. And and I knew what my question, and I'm sitting there waiting. I'm like, someone's going to ask him about, you know. The COVID regime, right? Someone oh, No, one, oh, is down, so no one was asking him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> this is some serious kismet. Like, you know, finally, here's a chance to ask him flat out. And I, to my knowledge, no one else has asked him this, like, just flat out asked him, like, are we going to, are you going to make sure that we never see something exact, ex- you know, they've talked about the Hunter Biden laptop. They've talked about, uh, you know, uh, 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 election interference. No one's talked about the fact. That, or, or at least to my knowledge, no one has specifically brought up to Elon, or Elon hasn't specifically mentioned, the fact that the greatest wholesale worldwide suppression of dissent that we've seen probably ever, certainly thanks to the internet, there's more dissent ever, which means there was more suppression than ever, was during the COVID regime. Yeah. Like, that was easily, easily the worst, right? And so here was the exactly. chance to ask him. I'll ask him next time. Next time I'm on the phone with Elon Musk, I'll ask him
0: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. The, it, it's so funny, right?
0: Um, it, it like, and Trust me, when, and you know this, right? Everybody in the audience right now who's at this point already, you know, there's been a, a, a thousand or more viewers, and there will be several thousand uh, post this episode that watch oh, yeah, this yeah. show. Yeah. It, 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 they're all going to relate so much to what you just said. Like, I had my opportunity <laughs> to ask Elon a question. And it's just, I'll ask him next time. Next time, I'll ask him next time. I'll ask him next time. It's just so funny because a lot of people are begging to get, you know, one question from you. And, and it's so relatable. <laughs> I hate to bring it to that, man. Yes. But, um, it's just it's important because there's people on this earth that rely on our leaders our vocal leaders not our elected slave masters but our vocal leaders that are in these spaces that have powerful voices and influences in these intersectional spaces that we call social media right yep you're one of them you're a massive You're you're probably the biggest voice when it comes to cyberbullying the federal agencies, (laughs) right? I mean, like, there is no substitute in which that could be stated. Who is not a greater influential person in that atmosphere than you are?
1: And so it's, it's cyberbullying the government, definitely. I do yes. have to give a shout out to Chris uh Forstner, I think that's how you say his name. Uh for I uh, don't think I didn't notice. Uh it thanks to Chris, you still got my wholesome Sabbath meme for last week. Um, even though I wasn't <laughs> I, I, I wasn't allowed back on until afterwards. Yeah. Or the week before. Yeah, you saw oh. that. Anyway, whatever it was that I was kicked off uh we missed uh twitter missed one of my wholesome sabbath memes uh chris got it out there so shout out to you chris thanks for thanks for holding it down while i was while i was locked out of my account
0: chris is one of the um the og uh followers of my twitter page when yep. there was like 20 freaking followers now i'm at <laughs> almost twelve thousand, which nice. is remarkable to me like I, that's awesome i'm floored right like it's like doesn't matter where I go on the internet for whatever reason you guys love me. I can't thank you enough. I I still can't understand it at all. I don't understand why you guys picked me up like this, but I do. Uh, And Spike, I tell this to my audience all the time, man, Um, this feels like an elected position. And when I say it feels like that's being an understatement, I I 100% feels like it is a, and elected position. This is something that people elect you to be. They elect you with follows likes and shares and and they understand and they appreciate your voice. And so they follow you and they like you and they share what you have to say. And and it's quite remarkable and and big shout out to Chris. I'm glad you shouted Chris out because he's been an OG follower. He actually helped me um, get to, the Liz To Willicker event in Pennsylvania, in, uh, Pennsylvania. that you yeah, were at. Yeah, yeah. Remember at yep. the uh, it was like a yep. bar, it was like a beer tap thing.
1: It was a, a yeah a bar a a, a brewery right? Yeah, a brewery. Thank you. Yes, yeah, a brewery. Yes. It was a brew a beer brewery
0: where um the the people that were sent to get there were done so via monetary election on basically just twitter yeah and i actually won that i won that over you yep. and yep. nick sarwalk
1: yep. and, uh, yep. yeah yeah so
0: big shout out to chris um Absolutely. again there, there's a very uh significant highlight there in the fact that democracy can actually have a good strong voice when applied appropriately okay yeah and we'll leave it at there spike thank you man you were magnificent as always i love you so much you are a great friend more importantly you're an absolutely great mentor somebody that i you know admired from a distance for quite a while and then you you decided for whatever reason i still don't know why to uh to to pick me up as your student and um that's why i wear the show the shirt young padawan Yes, that Spike yes. handed me himself, and yeah. in
1: Mississippi, yeah, 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 in Mississippi, and I well, can't I'm, thank
0: you enough for that. Uh, give us well, your, uh, give us your final thoughts.
1: Well, first of all. I love being on. You know I love you. Tasha loves you. You're basically a part of the family. You're now Noel Cohen, you. whether you like it or not. Uh, and uh, I'm happy. I'm always happy to come on the show. I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, again, You Are The Power is doing the work we need to do to grow the That's Liberty right. Movement. I'd love all of you to be a part of it. You net now. There's some additional stuff. Libertarian Lady brought up the fact that we have a really cool shirt right now that says Cyberbully the Government. But it's not just one shirt. We have a bunch of different collections of shirts and Christmas sweaters that say Cyberbully the Government. If you go to youarethepower.net/cyber, uh you get to see all of our Cyberbully the Government gear. Uh I mentioned Christmas sweaters. We have a few different other versions of the Christmas sweater uh, or holiday sweater, sorry. I don't even, you know, I'm Jewish. I'm calling it a Christmas sweater. Um, but uh, if you go to uh, if you youarethepower.net slash holiday, uh, you will see all of our uh, ugly holiday uh, sweater, hoodie stuff on there as well. Um, and if you go to youarethepower.net slash store, you'll see all of our stuff. But if you just want to see the cyber bully stuff, uh, go to youarethepower.net slash cyber. And uh, if you just want to see all of our uh, holiday stuff, go to youarethepower.net slash holiday Uh, And again, if you want to be a part of the fastest growing movement to use uh, local issues as a way to help people now and to bring people into the liberty movement so we can do even bigger things in the future. I invite you to join us at You Are The Power by going to youarethepower.net. Membership is free. We'd love to have you be a part of it. And uh, Noel, thanks again for having me on, man. Uh,
0: Spike, no, thank you, sir. You're absolutely- (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> yeah, that'll go on forever. Uh, yeah. You, you are absolutely an amazing uh, friend, uh, mentor. Absolutely incredible, influential voice within inside the liberty movement of America, which speaks more broadly to the actual movement that is this country. You are, in my opinion, and y'all can disagree with me. I don't care. Uh, am I going to give bias to my very good friend and mentor, Spike Cohen? Yes, of course, but kick rocks. This guy is absolutely one of the most influential voices and most powerful voices that we have moving in this country right now. Tasha, much more powerful. Uh, much more beautiful, not even close. No, it's
1: just, (laughs) no, I, so I, 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 I will push back on that much more powerful. I still say, and apparently I'm in the minority, which as a libertarian, I'm used to that. I think that we are equally attractive. That's just my opinion. But anyway, uh, I do have to, uh, someone mentioned FTX. I am utterly shocked that the guy who was pushing for more regulation in a given space turned out to be the most corrupt actor in that space. I'm just so shocked by that. Anyway, guys, love you. Noel, love you. Thank you all for tuning in to off the wire with the Cajun libertarian.
0: Spike. Love you so much, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you Thank soon. You. All right, man. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. Spike Cohen for hanging out. Uh, it looks like we're our next discussion. will uh, Probably premiere and and start with FTX, apparently, according to Spike Cohen. So, um, we'll see where that goes. We'll see if it's a a headline in the next segment. I love you all. Um, Been fantastic. I will see you very soon. Man, I don't even know what to say. This was such an incredibly... Influential and impactful episode. Please share it with your friends. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, join the YouTube channel. I'm damn near close to a thousand um subscribers, meaning that I can get monetized, which would help my family out a lot. Free to you, monetize for me. So Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your sp- you can get your podcast with fantastic guests like Spike Cohen and additional fantastic com- content with me by myself. Uh, we're at an hour and 27 minutes, which means we are 27 minutes over. For some of y'all that would feel like a long podcast. But for those of us that pay attention to the news, that was a very short podcast and Spike Cohen is the man. And I am so grateful to have him as a mentor and an absolute friend. Period. I love you very much. Um, I'm going to post one more comment. You are the power.net. You are. Are the power.net full stop? End of discussion at the end of the day. There is nothing that we can talk about, nothing whatsoever that will trump the fact that we have power and influence over our local communities. None whatsoever. You are the power.net. Period. Spike Cohen. Follow me on all my socials, please. The Cajun Libertarian, you can just Google that or or, or question that every single platform. I'm the only one that's going to pop up because I'm the only one with the following that's going to pop up first. I love you all very, very, very much. What a fantastic episode. And what a fantastic show. Made possible by you. Share it with your friends. Subscribe. I love you all. And I am.